Hey, this is Neil Mackay, your host of a Vietnam podcast. Now, before we get started on this episode, I wanted to share with you about one of my favorite affiliate partners, and that is Fiverr. I've been using Fiverr for years for everything from ordering YouTube thumbnails to keyword research, writing podcast articles, even to Canva designs and thumbnails and more. So whether you're a budding entrepreneur, a podcaster, or anyone in between, Fiverr has got you covered. It really is the go-to platform if you want to find freelancers offering a massive range of services to help you on any project. Maybe you need a stunning new logo or just a short animation, whatever you need, you can find it on Fiverr. What I love the most is how easy Fiverr makes it to connect with talented freelancers from around the world, all at prices that will fit whatever your budget is. Plus, with Fiverr's secure payment system, you can trust that your transactions are safe and secure. No dodgy people you meet on Facebook groups that disappear with your money and never give you what you want. What, that's only happened to me? As an affiliate partner, I will get a small commission if you use the link and at no extra cost to you. As an affiliate partner, I will get a small commission if you click my link and you buy something, all at no extra cost to you. And best of all, you will be directly supporting the making of this podcast that you're listening to for free, but it is not free to make. So why we head over to somewhere that you've probably never been before. It's called the show notes. So whatever app you're listening in, if it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anything at all, head to the show notes, click on my special link, and then you can browse thousands of gigs ready to help you with your next project. And now, let's dive into today's episode. Let's go. So let's move on to the final part of the show. So I finish every episode with the same questions. Now these, every season the questions change, but this is actually the same questions as season four because that was just a short five episode season. But because the podcast is now a Vietnam podcast, these questions have slightly changed. Okay, so the first question is a little bit Vietnam centric, uh, sorry, Saigon centric, but then we're going to expand it to Vietnam. So there's over 7 million bikes in Saigon which actually is not true. So for anyone who's been listening since the beginning, the name of the podcast is 7 Million Bikes because when I started in May 2019, there was like 7 million, 300,000 bikes or something like that. Mm. And just randomly came to me, 7 Million Bikes, that's a good name. But they were adding like 50,000 more bikes a month or something crazy like that. And I've had since the beginning of the podcast and the beginning of 7 Million Bikes, I've had people ask me, what are you going to do when there's more than 8 million? And I'm like, well, the name's going to stay the same. It's not going to change every time it goes up. But recently I read an article and it is now over 8 million bikes in Saigon. And there's only like 10 million people here. Yeah, cheers. This is registered bikes. Yeah. See a baby riding a bike. Yeah, no, which Driving. wouldn't really surprise you in Saigon, would it? Like, no. oh. Yeah, totally normal. Totally. Yeah. Last night on the way home, saw someone driving an SUV down the Hanoi Highway with a young child, five years old. Standing out the sunroof, mm-hmm. like in a movie. Yeah, they love it. Like my wife and I, are like what? 
Yeah. Are you doing anything? Doesn't matter. Insane, right? Insane. They're also anyway. just like lifting them up with their ankles. <laughs> so the question is, with over 8 million bikes in Saigon now, and as we know, traffic laws are more of a, a guideline here often. What's an unwritten road rule that you couldn't live without? Um, so I like that you can carry anything that you want on your bike. So like if you have to move, if, for example, I had... A new, I purchased a new bed. I can put a bed on a motorbike and no one cares. So this is funny you brought this up because the last time I was in the location that we're in, because I'm not going to tell people where we are, mm-hmm. um, did a podcast the last season and the person I was interviewing said the name of like where I lived. And I was, had to cut. I was like, no, no, I don't tell people <laughs> my address on the podcast. Yeah. But um, where we are right now, uh, on my way home, I bought like a big stool because it was a sale at the furniture store and it's like this really nice big stool and so I strapped it to the they strapped it to the back of my bike with like sellotape it was terrible such a horrible job and I had my guitar as well so I had my guitar over the front and the stool over the back and I only live like 10 minutes from here but it was a nightmare coming back and as I got back to my apartment I had to go the speed bumps and it kind of fell off the back a bit but it was still strapped mm. now my wife listens to my podcast. So when you listen to this, Adrian, what happened was it fell off the back and the bit underneath got ripped because it was like hit the back of the bike and like ripped through the material. But it's a bit that like faces the floor so you can't see it. So there's a big hole in it. But I never showed my wife. So Adrian, when you listen to this, go and get that stool that we bought, turn it upside down and you'll see a big hole um, that happens when I brought it home on the back of my bike. But you never notice. You don't, it's... it's it's cosmetic, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it doesn't influence any way. She went to Marshall's. Marshall's, so I still you, love that store yeah. when I lived in America. You know, I also like the, um, have you ever seen the motorbikes that do the balloons? Like, they carry balloons, like, just kids' balloons, like party balloons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's huge. Yeah. Did you ever play Mario Kart, the Versus? Not really. I wasn't a big video game. No. Yeah, like, kid. Yeah, for anyone listening who plays Mario Kart. And the versus one, it's when you have the three balloons and you battle each other out, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> it's Mario Kart's right around. The other one is the goldfish. Have you seen that? They've got the fish all over the bite. The fish in oh, the bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good mm-hmm. one. That's another one as well, it's right? A carnival game. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, if I was going to do some humor, I would say walk on the wild side. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, you know, I mean, uh, I think that people mainly should anticipate more when they drive, mm. you know. But I could say that, you know, for every country. <laughs> you know? It's true. I, um, it's actually funny you said that because literally on the way here, there was a guy in front of me and you do really get good at just watching people. Like I could see his head kind of like looking mm. and I was like, okay, he's mm. going to do something. But I don't know what, so I slowed down because I was like, I don't know, is he going left? Is he going right? He's so not. So I'm going to give you an advice. Go on. Watch the wheel. Watch the wheel. All the right. wheel. Yeah, there you go. All right, there's advice for everyone. Watch the wheel. The wheel of the car yeah, or the yeah. wheel of the motorbike. See, I watch the. I mostly watch the kind of head, the body language. Like, what? What are they going to do? Watch the wheel. That's a good one. Oh, definitely keep it cute and call a grab. I don't drive. Um, and that there's no rules. So the, I guess the two written rule, unwritten rules are one, there are no rules. So stay alert and two, call a grab because I don't <laughs> drive here at all. Um, 
Yeah, I just call a chauffeur for a dollar. I think it's sometimes, well, more often than not, scarier being on the back of a Grab. I drive myself, but so I've got more confidence in my own driving than uh, someone else's more, than, more, more times than not. Yeah, my driving's so bad that, yeah, anyone could drive me, and I feel like they have my life in their hands better. But I do want to learn. There's a guy across from me who said he would teach me. He's a motor, like, has a motorbike shop, and it's not, it's very slow here, so it is a good place to learn, and I can just kind of go, maybe not the roundabouts and things or on the city side, but I definitely want to learn before I leave. I'm just scared. You should do it. Do it. Do it. Assume nothing, expect everything. That's that's great advice. You might be, you know, on a dual carriageway, you think you're sailing along safely, and suddenly you find yourself inexplicably on a roundabout with a, a guy selling lottery tickets from his wheelchair going the wrong way around the roundabout, and you have to, uh, you know, adapt your path for that. And yeah, assume assume nothing, expect everything. No, yeah, that's great advice you put it succinctly and that is that is how i drive you you're just constantly scanning the road going what could happen right now i have to be aware of everything that's going on right now oh yeah i mean i i remember sitting uh, a kind of computer-based hazard perception driving test in the uk and uh you had to kind of see the hazards emerging and you had to press on the screen to say when you thought something could be dangerous or become dangerous and i think i couldn't take that test now because you know i'd be going well hang on there's a building there and someone could throw something from a balcony to the street you know there's a guy walking along the thing he could just decide to turn around whilst carrying you know a 15 foot uh pole and, and take out most of the passing traffic you know really is exciting i absolutely love driving in the city because it is never boring <laughs> it's always interesting and frankly it's always quite funny yeah for anyone who lives here or has lived here, you obviously can relate and know exactly what we're talking about. For anyone who, who hasn't had the fortune to be here, it is so insane that there's a six-lane highway that I drive down, the Hanoi Highway. People cross the road, like walk across a six-lane highway. Yeah. Like children, like school children in uniforms. And you're like, this was in the UK or the West and you were going down a highway and someone was crossing the road. Your head would explode. Yeah, and what I love is that, you know, one of the kind of unwritten rules here is that if you are crossing a road, whether it's a small street or a six-lane highway, you're kind of expected not to run. If you run, you're kind of unpredictable and people can't see you and they can't adjust to go around you. So you have to kind of saunter out mm. like you're very relaxed and just kind of meander across the road. And that really does take some inner steel to master that the first few times. Oh, you can see videos on YouTube of people doing it. If you, if you don't live here and don't know what we're talking about, go on YouTube. You see plenty of videos. And you have the right of way, basically, if you're the one that's walking. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. So shout out to the pedestrians. Always, always look 360 when you're walking on the sidewalk. And then for the motorists, master the art of driving on the sidewalks because the traffic is horrible. <laughs> that is a good one. I've always thought about, I've never put this joke into my stand-up, but Vietnam's one of the only countries where you have to loop both ways on a one-way road. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, if you're crossing the street, you can't flinch or hesitate or else somebody will hit you. 
you just have to trust that they're like um, skilled enough to kind of swerve around your body as you're walking. I figured out not long after I got here, it's basically like running water. It's a flowing river. <laughs> yeah. And just let nice. it flow around you and you'll be fine, right? Running a red light when it's safe. That's that's it. That that actually might be my favorite as well. Like just if it's safe <laughs> if if it's safe to do, just you can go through it, right? So yeah, I'll agree with that one. Oh wow. That's a tough one. Like I told you, it's a tough one, but you want to turn towards your right. And if you look in front of you, bikes that are going front are still on your lane. That should be your lane to turn to the right. And you were wondering, I'll be blowing my horn like, get out. This is not your place. Move in. Like, Sometimes I'll be screaming in Vietnamese, <laughs> move this bike in. Don't stay here. It's not your lane. It's for the people turning right. And then you see them standing in front of them and like, you look back towards you like, what, what is wrong with this guy? I mean, I like to think I'm a pretty mellow, chilled out guy. Not much gets me angry. But I think there's a special place in hell reserved for people who sit in the right-hand turning lane when you want to turn right. It's like, what are you doing? Just move, just move like half a meter to the left. Wait for the light. Why are you blocking? I don't see him getting angry already. Pisses me up. <laughs> and the, the second thing I really, really... Oh man, I really don't know what to do to those people. Like the people that they they driving at high speed, they don't even look who is coming behind them in the middle of the road. They just oh, yeah, that's disgusting. I haven't seen that in a long time. Actually, now you've reminded me. Yeah, I've never, oh, no. I've, I've nearly caught it on the leg, but I, I haven't actually caught it. Caught it on my face one. On your face? Oh, it was disgusting. It was one of the. That was one of the most disgusting things I've ever had to deal with on the road. Yeah. I mean, like, I wish that there's a rule or something, there's a law that if you speak, can you just park your bike by this roadside? You can speed and then you move on. Why at a high speed? Why do you even have to do that? You don't even consider the people that are coming behind you. You don't even, oh no, that's so inconsiderate. Yeah, that, that, I'd forgotten about that one. That's a bad one. As you can get a sense from us talking, the the, the traffic in Vietnam can bring up a lot of frustration. There are so many experiences. I just, I'm just speaking out a few, but there are so many that so disgusting. We could do a whole episode on that. Do a whole episode. So we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, red lights basically mean check per, check both ways. T- to make sure no cars are coming, then go. Oh, I love that rule. It's such a time efficient rule where like, you know, just, oh, okay, well, how much I got? 50 seconds for this red light? Ah, oh, fuck that. I'll look to my left, look to my right. Nobody's coming. I'll just drive on through. And uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a victimless crime, you know? It's, it makes so much sense. I mean, when I went back home, it was just so frustrating. You're sitting, it was like midnight and yeah. the light's red. And there's no car and like literally a no mile, car. ten mile yeah. radius, and you yeah. just have to sit at this red light. And you, you probably would never get caught, right. never. But 
you could probably do it. Because we just we just follow this rule that we're just going to sit here at this red light for sixty seconds and just wait until it changes, and then I can yeah. go. Matt, nah, if if you're not going to hit that intersection in five seconds, that's that's a green light to me. Then, like, if I see a car coming, it's like, yeah, they're not going to get there in time, and I'll just take off. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of my favorites as well. Uh, I think it has to be the one where like um, you just keep walking on and hopefully the and hopefully there's an understanding between you and and, and the drivers you know you just well, you know they 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 make way for you at the same time you make way for them you know just uh, it's still like a social it's like the, the ultimate social contract uh, uh, living in Saigon I would say trust no one that's my number one rule trust no one I myself, whenever I turn right, turn left, uh, change the lane, whatever, I look three times, four times to be super sure, and then I go. Same. And um, really, like I, I, you cannot predict what the bike expect the unexpected. Yeah, right? expect the unexpected exactly, and whatever. All the things I've learned for my Swiss driver's license, it's like gone. I cannot use it here in Vietnam because they're different rules. Do you get worried? I get worried about going back home and driving and and then driving like a Vietnamese person or like a, driving like you do in Vietnam. Yes, I ask myself that question too. Like, will I be able to drive Because you've forgotten, you've forgotten all these rules of the road that they just don't. But I've just remembered the other thing that drove me crazy last week. You've never, this is the first time I've seen this in five years. Same thing, Saigon Bridge, going over the Saigon Bridge. And I'm, like you said, I always check several times. I feel like it helps keep me really safe. Just make sure you look over your shoulder before you do anything. So I was just moving over. I wasn't even moving lane, but I was moving over a little bit. So I looked over my shoulder to make sure it was okay. And this guy was driving right up behind me. With no hands. Yeah. I'd never seen that before. It wasn't oh. holding the, the, the steering wheel. It was just driving. I've never seen that. No, my first time as well. And I was like, what? And so I moved out of the way. And he even gave me a, an apologetic wave, which I've never had either as well. So he knew he was like in wow. the wrong. But yeah, I've never seen that. Someone driving without holding onto the bike. Like, you know, you see people do it with like a mountain bike, you know, like they can drive without holding. The first time I've seen it on a bike. So There's lots of crazy Things that you can see on Vietnamese roads. I'm going to start a new podcast, and we're just going to just going to talk about this because we're talking too much. I said we're not going to talk much about it. See how angry I get. I get yeah, you, I get you like wound up. Yeah. But at the same time, you love it as well because it's so fun and exciting. So anyway, next question. So I haven't really. So I learned to drive the motorbike last week in Fukuok. So I can't really say I am like a professional biker here in Saigon. But as I've just been on grab bike, like for me, it's just like, oh, I don't know. Like I have no rule. I just like just survive. I don't know. I have really no rule. <laughs> just don't die. That's a great one. That is a great one. We'll take that. Yeah, that's a good one.
I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you know who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease. And I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers.